Church Boys. Well, hello. This is the Church Boys. We are back. I'm, I'm, I know that everyone is so excited. Everyone we're is back. so happy. People were upset that we were gone. They were. Probably. They saw were, that. They were quite upset. And people are going to be very excited to hear that we have a special guest this weekend filling the third chair. It's normally me, Billy, and Lucas. This, way, this week, it's Billy and Chris and our new friend, Jonathan McGregor. But we'll introduce you to him later. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan that's, that's just a little tease. McGregor. That's just a little tease for later in the show because oh, wink, wink. Oh, it was, um, it, yeah, the, that the will make sense later on. Day, the, that it, will. It was the highlight of my day when Lucas sent that to me. So, but we will get to that later. But before we do that, we want to talk a little bit about some of the goings on in Washington. As you, as <laughs> everybody knows now, it, it happened on a Friday evening, and it was nuts. Uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed as as. Everyone knows. And everybody knows. Everybody knows. Because I mean, within seconds, the world was in conniptions about this. I was I was with um, a bunch of Democrats at that moment, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and everybody gasped. And I was <laughs> like, like, well, this is, not, this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Ruth, um, you only have to make it till 2021. <laughs> that was all she had to do was make it one more month. Um, although anyway. that's not really true, because... I, Trump made it. We're going to talk about the debate, but Trump made an interesting point that you're not you don't stop because you don't stop being president yeah. after the election. You still got a couple months. Has right. anybody ever Do you know who he was quoting when he said that? Who? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, yes. Well, right. right. But but you could has has a president ever pushed through a nominee after losing before being booted no. out in January? No, I can't right. imagine. No. But they're still president, and they technically could. Yes, absolutely, they could. Right, one hundred percent. And you guarantee, you bear guarantee that the Democrats would do that. Absolutely. Oh, they would. anybody would. Absolutely. These people are so pious; they're clutching their pearls, but they'd be tossing their pearls at everybody else, acting <laughs> crazy if they had the opportunity. <laughs> so, shortly after she dies, of course, within seconds, people are talking about: well, will there be a nomination, and will they follow what the the quote McConnell rule? when it comes to replacing a Supreme Court justice in the last year of a president's term, because remember that he stood in the way of, he stood in the way of, he stood, he, he blocked uh, uh, Obama's nomination of Merrick Garland, Garland. right? Yeah. And so he's, yeah. he's, they established what they called the McConnell rule and people are calling McConnell a hypocrite, but he's not really because his, his rule was president is a Democrat, majority is Republicans. That's how it is. Right. So that was his thing is that we're not going to take right. it up because it's the opposing president. He never once said if the president and the and the senator of the same party, we wouldn't do it. So it's that's, not illegal, and everybody would do it anyway. Absolutely, that's a, correct. This whole thing, hundred percent. And you'd block it if you could, and everybody on the other side would complain. It's called politics. It's awful. Yep. And most of these people have two fifths of a soul. Right. So one, so, maybe one third of a soul. I don't even know. So as soon as this, so, as, as soon as now, of course, Trump shortly thereafter, the next day, starts saying, "Yeah, I'm going to make a nomination." And the Democrats immediately began threatening, we're going to get rid of the filibuster. And one of the big threats that they put out there was we are going to pack the courts, meaning not just simply we're going to nominate liberals whenever an opening happens, happens is they were going to create openings. So add four or six seats to right. the Supreme Court right. and then have Which is not Democrat, illegal. What? What? Which is not illegal, right. the, the, but the, is obnoxious. Right. The, the, the Constitution... It should be, and hopefully will be someday. I, no, I don't think it should be illegal, I, because it's the Constitution leaves that to the government <laughs> to decide how big the Supreme Court is. The Constitution calls only for a chief justice. 
It does not there have been bigger and smaller courts. Right. The court at, at, there have been, or at it least is, smaller ones. It has been up to 10 at one time. Yeah, okay. Right. <clears throat> but the so. Constitution does not determine how big the Supreme Court is. It's That is left up to the legislature, which is how the government should work, right? That's a check and balance thing. I so wouldn't the, have a problem with them setting it at nine, though. If they decide—I mean, it would never happen. If they wanted to amend— and it would take it will it will never happen because it's too hard. I, I wouldn't mind them saying, okay, it's going to be nine. We're going to stick with that. You know, if they yeah. if they chose to do that, I, and they can get the states on board yeah. to do it. I wouldn't you know. be opposed to it just being going back to just being the chief justice. But that's neither here with with judicial supremacy. Now, I guess it's probably dangerous to put it in the hands yeah, of one that's man. A bad idea. Back when the founding yeah. happened. Back when the founding happened, it wasn't a bad idea. But now it probably yeah, would well. be. This show is a bad idea, but yeah, here we are. So anyway, bad idea. So the, really, the idea, and, it, it, and that's going to all make sense right. after tonight. The liberal, the liberals, the left had said that they want to pack the courts. A lot of them have. There are several moderate Democrats who said no, no. Kristen Cinema of of Arizona has said that. Uh, Joe Manchin has said that of West Virginia. They're but they're all, not okay with it. They're, they're not, not okay. They don't want to pack. They're, I kind of like her, by the way. Yeah, she's kind of nuts, but I, I like yeah, her. She is. She's like a. She's like a sexy crazy, but you know. Anyway, she she's nuts. Anyway, she's also like an atheist, basically. Yeah, allegedly, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of Democrats who are running for Congress or running for Senate right now, who have said that they oppose packing the courts, um, packing the packing the Supreme Court. So let's get her on this show. I'm sorry, let's get her on this show. I actually think that'd be really interesting. It would be yes, interesting. It would to be. have her on. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> Marcus somebody down in your Marcus circus, write your that down. circus music Lucas. would be playing the entire have our producer time. Write that down. That's right. Yeah, write that down. Lucas, put it in your put it in your little who's trap, the producer? trapper keeper. Who's our producer? I don't even know who our producer. No, I, nobody. We don't. Does anybody listen to this? There's no. There's no. Clearly, there's no producer. So. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi goes on the Sunday morning shows. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, that oh, lady. Yes, the yeah. crazy lady, right? And she goes on, um, uh, what's the one that Stephanopoulos holds? ABC. This week? Is it this week? Because he hosts this week? Is that the one? Uh, he does? Next week, last week. Uh, who knows? Something, something like that. Anyway, so she goes on his show and he asks her about the packing of the courts. Are you going to stick with that? Is that something you're willing to do? Because. A lot of the left, that's what they want to do. But Nancy's like, oh, she's got to play politics. So he asks her, are you going to pack the courts? Is that, or is that, a, is that a, an arrow you're going to keep in your quiver? And she says this. In his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's, that's not what she said. <laughs> I have the clip here. This is what she said. This is, and this is Stephanopoulos uh, talking to Pelosi. Because she doesn't want to talk about this, right? But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning, Sunday morning. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, we have a responsibility. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. What, what's that? But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning, Sunday morning. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> good morning. Was her earpiece out? Like, was she just like, I'm going to go with good morning because. No, it's just, I know what she's doing, right? She's just doing this awkward, we're not going there. Just like. Yeah. I'm not talking about my quiver. Right. For somebody who's so willing to open her freezer up and show everybody the kinds of ice cream she's got, I don't understand why she can't speak about it. And the four severed heads. There, she had like the worst flavors too on top of it. Anyway, uh, I just don't understand why this is their strategy. And Biden wouldn't morning. answer it either. Oh, no, no, he wouldn't touch it. Good morning. He wouldn't answer it. I just, because I don't think, I mean, I don't imagine the American people would love the idea of 
oh, now I'm going to dominate you in every way by throwing justices in who agree with me and creating new positions. I just I feel like even though it's not illegal, it feels very unethical. It Buttigieg does. has talked about it very openly. Who is this? Supports it. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> oh, the mayor with so much experience, he thought he could be president. No, yes, I know. What, no, 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 no. Oh, no don't fall for this. Don't know. No. Billy, do not fall for that. For what that charlatan is trying to do. He's trying to get you to talk about Buttigieg and this action that is going on, proposed action with the Supreme Court. I'm not going there. I am not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I am I, not I going will not speak. There. I will not speak of, of him outside of saying hmm? that he is a mayor who had less experience than Sarah Palin did to be applying. <laughs> I am sorry. There are... People who are greeting people at department stores with more experience. I, I'm going to stop myself. I know. One anyway, this guy, right? This guy right here. He is bad. Good morning. News. He is dr good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. She, she's, Sunday morning. I mean, she, has been, she has been in the game for so long. They all they all have been. They've yeah, been I in know. the game for I so know. long. And it makes you wonder. How do like, you know, they always say stress kills you young. All of these people in Congress live forever. And I'm I'm glad they do like more power to them. But I have so much stress in my life. Sometimes I'm like, I hope I get to live forever too. the most stressed out people in Congress fighting. Live it's to like be they're do it's like they're constantly on like a treadmill. It's like you're, you doing the, the Peloton yeah. all the time. Which and tells then, you, yeah, but makes you wonder, is it really that stressful a job? Because I they're, think sure it is. they're sure enjoying it. They're I mean, sure listen, the power and the money. And Jimmy the Carter turned grift. 96 today. The first Bush was 94. I mean, it's it, these. The how old was Reagan? The president. Yeah. It's impressive. They all live yeah. forever. The presidency is stressful. Absolutely. I mean, but, I anyway. So I don't know. I all I know is that Nancy Pelosi, that packing the court is a crazy idea. But let's talk about Amy Coney Barrett, because this also poor from woman, South Bend. Right. But this. Wait. Well, I'll pray there for are her. Times. Sorry, I didn't. That <laughs> like was, what? I don't Good know. Morning. That was our producer's Pat, Pat fault. Fingers. Yes, that um, was the producer's fault. This woman. Now, I'm not a Catholic. I don't agree with all of Catholic theology, just like Catholics don't agree with all of my theology. But they have turned her into like a Satanist, basically. Yeah. Like what colonizer yeah. is the term that they're using. Right, this because she has because she adopted because she's adopted kids. two kids from Haiti. <sighs> that she's a colonizer. See, is that I'm, not insane? Um, I'm going to tell you guys something. I am two steps away from quitting social media, all of it, until after the election. Now, when I say quitting, I mean not reading it. I would still post things, but I would not go through. I would actually do like it my through, like, normal MO. I just, just don't. I cannot leave. be a part of this anymore. It is. People are vicious and crazy. They're crazier yeah. than ever. And I say this every election cycle, but they are truly the, the most vicious and disgusting things on social media yeah. and that's translating into real life now with like this yep. colonizer thing yep i mean this is crazy it is yeah she adopted two children i'm not I mean, saying I was, that i was just going like okay i mean this she's already been she's already faced scrutiny what two three years ago yeah from yeah 27 you know, from these yep. hearings and so like there's nothing else what else are they going to find what else are they going to say like and then all of a sudden i see this post of like the colonizer thing, and i was like oh yeah, oh you this, this, this is where this they're is going what we're doing now well what they did last time was say to her diane feinstein the dogma lives loudly within you and that's of concern they flat out created a litmus test for her yep after bernie did it for russell voigt too i think yep. it was russell voigt right yeah russell so voigt. Yep. two times in a year 
or within two years, it was within a year and a half, I think, you've got Democrats, prominent Democrats, creating litmus tests and using religion. So they're out of cards. So yeah. they're going they're going to go back to her religion now and talk yeah. about how crazy Catholics are. And the response, of course, will be, well, course, Biden's a Catholic. <laughs> the response will be, of course, Catholics are crazy. And what was it? Uh, was it Newsweek or who did the story on um, that her that the, the people of praise, which is kind of the Catholic um, yes. you know, group that she belongs to was the the inspiration for the handmaidens which isn't true not right but but it's you know that was kind of this lead story and then of course the the you know okay oh no we're sorry is on you know sort of the back page yep. of of everything for that but you know who we should bring on billy as an expert on this, kate all scanlon this. yeah you know what text her that link the link to this did right, we get her on? Kate, hold on. We want Kate yeah. Scanlon to emerge. <laughs> she hasn't I met Lucas yet. I haven't met her yet. She's got to meet Lucas. We I mean, are. I'll, te I'll text her. Text her. Do it. I will See if we can get her, her on. Um, I think she'll tell probably her, be horrified. Tell her Jonathan McGregor's so. on. <laughs> Jonathan McGregor. Um, all right. I'm texting Kate Scanlon. For those of you listening, Kate Scanlon is a bespectacled lover of Harry Potter. Be That's all you need to prepared. know. And the church boys. Prepared uh, to be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what they're doing to this woman is just crazy. And it it's is. it's actually a, a really big problem because I think for the for the left that they are now openly going after religion and they can't just hide behind Joe Biden's a Catholic. You know, you're a Catholic when you actually follow Catholic teaching. That's when you're a Catholic. Right. I'm so I'm so tired of this. Like, well, I'm this. It's like, well, no, that you're saying you're that, but right. you're not really that right. if you don't believe what the group that you're adhering to believes. Yep. And so I'm sorry. I know that's probably offensive. I'm not a Catholic, but if you're telling me you believe you know, four fifths, I don't know, right. one third, whatever the whatever percentage of then you're not really fully believing it. Right. So no, you don't count. Right. Yeah. If Is you're not gonna if you're not, no, if you're not gonna subscribe to our beliefs no, and I've you don't to get to call you yourself that way it. about your Christian faith many a times. So <laughs> well yeah, I mean that's right, because exactly. I haven't worshipped Trump yet. I understand. But I'll get <laughs> there. Don't worry. Yes, and Lucas um, and Lucas has trouble with face masks, so clearly he doesn't love Jesus. So there's oh, that I can't going wait on. to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> she i i said are you free and she said yes with an exclamation point oh no sorry did you send her the link she, i sent her the link okay she's um, just sitting there waiting going, all right yes so do, do we start the show and then bring her on after yeah, or do we bring her before? the show okay so yeah, we'll start we're gonna start there and we, we'll bring it we'll bring in scanlock and jonathan mcgregor here in just a moment ladies and gentlemen Hello! From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. Billy Hollowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Bad guy in little gold. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I hate these guys. So any luck any luck yet? Well, we're haggling over whether or not she's going to appear on video. So she, she does not want to appear if, on video. If she doesn't want to do video, I, that's okay. Just just have her come on. Um, she's I, well, the only one that's going to see it words anyways. We'll see if yeah, she you comes never post. In. I mean, Lucas, things. for those of you who can't see, Lucas's hair has taken on a whole it, new you, It is on point today. Feel. It is oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Kate Scanlon has emerged. Hold yes. on. Yes. Hold on. Wait, who's. We are welcoming Kate Scanlon to the church boys. Oh. Oh, I thought there was cheers. It's actually. Hello. How are you guys? 
How's it going? Great. How you doing, Scanlock? Hello. Can you hear us? Oh, maybe we killed her. I actually Hang think on, that. Up. I'm gonna go get some headphones and see if that helps. Okay. Oh okay. You gosh. do that. We're on Fuck a live on. show. I know. We're trying. We, you know, I thought we killed I mean, her, and then she's all, really... she turned out alive. Oh. Do you know? So I actually think people appreciate the disaster that this is. I want to keep this telling out. yourself that, but I don't think it's true. I absolutely think that it is, what? and that what, our, what? we are trending in numerous countries. Sometimes we are. We are a glorious disaster. We are a global phenomenon. That's what I would call us. <laughs> global, as in taking. <laughs> Taking it to the streets in Canada, in Zimbabwe, <laughs> Costa Rica. And now Costa this week. Rica. That's our latest international. What are we thirteen in Costa Rica? Number thirteen. We were number. Th I didn't see that we were that high in Costa Rica. Thirteen in news commentary in Costa Rica. It's um, unbelievable. I told my wife that this morning. She just laughed. Is that better? Can you hear me now? Well, oh, we can yeah, hear you. So can you hear way, us? Let's define better, right? Can we oh hear you better? Hope, yes. Hold on. Is hope it better? Hicks, no. Hope Hicks has uh, COVID. Oh, that's, that's a shame. <laughs> anyway, um, so right, can Scanlon, you hear us? can you hear us, Scanlon? I can. Okay. Okay. So, is your camera ahead, just Chris. not not working? You're not like in the bathroom. I don't know right that now. I need to be broadcast on this particular show. But okay, so but you're not <laughs> I'm like not in, in the bathroom. Okay, no. can you see us? I can see you. Okay. I'm just choosing not to show my that's face fine. on this particular That's program. fine. Most people probably, feel that way about this Most people program. wouldn't even attach their name to this program. So, so is it the leprosy thing you were talking about? That's the rationale. Okay. That's the rationale. So you can see you Lucas. Now, you've never met Lucas before. No. And I still I feel haven't. like... It's nice to meet you, Lucas. It's good to connect with your... Whatever that icon is. Icon that doesn't have a it's picture an icon. on it. Yeah, it's an, av it's an av avatar, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, we were talking about the Catholic Church, Kate, and naturally, whenever the word Catholic emerges or communion, I think of you. It's just and... after he gets wait after he gets done convulsing, <laughs> then he thinks of. So you're terrible. Um, <laughs> no, we were talking about Amy, Amy Cody Barrett, and this craziness with the Democrats and the way. And obviously, so by the way, for those who don't know, Kate Scanlon is like a producer extraordinaire for EWTN. Yeah. So you deal with this stuff like every day in your job, correct? Right. I do, right. yes. But yes, more, but more you. importantly, but more importantly, Scanlock, what are you really known for? <laughs> I I'm gonna let you take that one because I know how much you're gonna enjoy it. Because Scanlock for a long time worked at the Blaze, and Billy and I named her <clears throat> the official junk correspondent of the Blaze <laughs> because anytime a story came up about people's uh, nether regions. Uh, we made sure to assign those stories Kate to Scanlon. Scanlon always wrote those stories. And yeah, it it was like, I don't know how to describe it. Kate, can you remember any of the headlines that you had to write? Like any of the stories? Because I remember always, one. Which I remember, Hitler. I vividly remember some. The one with Hitler. There was the one about Trump talking about his hands. Yes, there was, there was the one that. Hitler. Was the, the one, one with Hitler. Hitler. Um... <laughs> There were others. numerous. Those were the more memorable ones. There were numerous. This happened a lot. It would just be like you would, and it wasn't even that you were pitching them. It would just be like, oh, there's a story about that. We need to give it to Kate. Right. And it was wonderful. <laughs> it was like an elaborate hazing ritual. Yeah. And the greatest thing that Shocking we, that you're not there anymore. The, <laughs> the greatest thing this show ever did was to give her that title. Because I don't it, think it was intentional. It, I just think, Kate, you just <laughs> fell into this awful beat. Um, so, 
<laughs> so Amy Coney Barrett, what is is she? I just I've got to go back to this. Is she an evil Satanist, Kate, who deserves to be scrutinized, or is she a sane person who should be on the court? Well, it depends who you ask. I mean, I happen to fall closer to the latter category. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, look, she's she's eminently qualified to be on the Supreme Court. And I think one of the issue, one of the reasons you're seeing such an issue made of her faith is that she is so qualified. There's really nothing in her record um, that should disrupt this process. And so they're having to go for these more personal kind of attacks. Mm. So Yeah, like the colonization thing and the yeah, yeah. exactly Jeez. exactly yeah so how do you so kate at, at your at your job because you work for a catholic organization and you do media and you do analysis how do you explain from from your point of view from your from your religious point of view when someone comes and earnestly and i think that there are people who have honest questions about well is it can she separate her faith from her rulings like for instance, let's say the the Constitution is very clear on the Second Amendment, right? But if someone were of a religion mm -hmm. that, that is a peacenik religion, that is a always always pacifist, and they're anti-gun in their faith, and their faith is anti-gun, can they separate that from their rulings on the Second Amendment? How do you respond to those kinds of questions when it comes to Catholicism and how it could, arguably? color their um color their rulings when it comes to constitutional questions yeah so so first off any nominee to the supreme court regardless of who the president is nominating them whatever their faith is whatever the situation should be subject to scrutiny obviously it's a big deal it's a lifetime appointment um this this does require some serious discernment when it comes to the matter of faith though the the constitution specifically prohibits religious tests for federal office. And so I think even in these circumstances, for example, if, if you're a Catholic and you're opposed to abortion, the death penalty, etc., you are still capable of looking at the letter of the law and doing your job. And your religion shouldn't preclude you from doing that the way it shouldn't for any other person of any other faith. But and everybody has a here's the thing. Every single person and the left loves to play this game. You know, they'll they'll say I'm this, I'm that, you know, whatever. Or I'm I'm nothing. I'm a nun, you know, not a Catholic nun, but a nun. I just don't believe anything. Well, that's a religion, too. And so every religion is impacting every worldview. So a lack of religion impacts a worldview. And the same question should be essentially asked. Like, if you think it's OK to kill babies right. in the womb because you don't believe that, you know, they're they're alive. Well, does that disqualify? I mean, this is to me, it becomes silly because every single person has a theological worldview, whether it's an actual theology or a lack of one, or am I crazy and wrong? No, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, the same thing could be said for partisan politics. You might be a real Republican or a real Democrat, and you'd have to put that aside when you did your job. And that obviously doesn't even rise to the level of theology, but we all have these inherent biases. Um, and so a person of faith shouldn't be written off. So, so isn't, it, isn't it fair though? Isn't it fair though to ask a person of faith if their faith is going to stand in conflict with them doing their job? Right? What? Regard, oh, absolutely, right? absolutely. So that's, yeah, that's, but, but that's, that's, that's I think part of what's been so illuminating about um, about Amy Barrett is in 2017. You know, the the Diane Feinstein, who was on the leadership of the Judiciary Committee, didn't ask her, "Are you going to let your faith impact your rulings?" She essentially said 
you know, the dogma lives loudly within you, you seem basically saying you seem too religious to do this job. Those are very different things. And can we just say that the dogma um, kind lives of loudly? That judgment about somebody versus asking them the question. Yeah. I mean, it, that sounds like a it's like a Star Wars line, <laughs> like the dogma lives loudly within you. Lucas, I mean, I'm I, so sorry. I actually can't hear you. Oh, my God. That's, that's a shame. That's actually oh. a blessing. But can oh you, my god! Can you can you really not I'm hear? Call our producer. Wait, no, is he just super quiet? I can't hear. I can hear you too, but I can't hear Lucas. Like that's at all? called a God moment. Actually. Well, just just laugh a lot and pretend like you can hear me. That's everybody can else. You, can, can you hear him at all? Like even faintly? I can't. I really can't. That is so weird. I don't understand that. What, explain so that to sorry, me, guys. Bill. Explain well, maybe that to if me, she Billy. wasn't in the bathroom. No. She yeah, this is what to... happens when you refuse to put your camera on. Um, so <laughs> I what I think Lucas was going to say, and the and the listeners heard him, but that, you know, it's almost like the Star Wars line, right? The dogma lives lolly within you. It's sort of comical and it was bizarre. so much better when I said it the first time and you didn't have to repeat it. Kate just are broke you, are you okay? No, it's, it's, is that the porcelain? It's, uh, my roommate. It's did okay, you, we're good. Did you knock the lid off the back of the, the toilet? Is that what that was? <laughs> that is that was the no, toilet. No, that was lid. a that was a coaster. Wait, actually. Your roommate your roommate's you making thought that? Of, she thought of coaster, and I know she can't hear me. She just you know, thought like of the word coaster like Kelly like Biden just thought of Kellyanne Conway's name during the debate. So is your rate, you know wait, you have your roommates, I, yeah. your roommates, they're making noise while you're on a on yes. a worldwide podcast. Yes. Would you put this roommate on? But you can't hear the third listen. host. Would on. you? Uganda are going to be very disappointed. Would, well, uh, Costa Rica, well, by the know, way, it was Costa Rica, it. number thirteen. Week, whatever. What's the country where you guys are in the? Oh, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Okay. Costa Rica. So, we are so <laughs> zooming. Put your roommate on because we need to uh, clearly have a discussion, please. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. I'm not subjecting her to you guys. Kate, um, so I, the last question I have for you, and then we're going to let you go and finish Weird. your bathroom business. But the question <laughs> okay. that I have involves Biden, because see, Biden's a, is you know a self-described Catholic, and you are a Catholic, mm. and I know that Trump was not your favorite person in 2016. So, how does Kate Scanlon square all of this? And maybe you don't want to tell us, but in 2020, like, how do you process this? You've got a Catholic, and then you've got Trump. No, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I don't see this as, I'm not the kind of person who looks at this as um, a better than. I look at this as a pass-fail. I look at them as individuals. And I think um, both of them present very serious concerns in their own way. Um, both of them give me just enough pause that I don't have an easy answer for this. Yeah. Are you, you going to vote? this is a tough situation. And I think a lot of people are wrestling. Honestly, I'm still wrestling with that. Yeah. I don't know that I will. I mean, I probably will at least down ballot. Um, but it's it's a tough one. And I I think we do ourselves a disservice um, when we look at this as like, oh, well, this guy's a little bit better than this guy, mm. where actually they're both failing the test, you know, and at some point we have to hold them accountable for that. That's how I feel yeah. about my co-host. <laughs> well, listen, Kate, it has been a joy and you're going to have to come back because I, we, we are going to be talking about some, I'm sure, topics that we'll need you for. So you pick up that toilet lid and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Kate. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Poor Kate Scanlon. Um, for me, I, that none of my like. No, she was on a delay. She was on yeah. a delay. Something was going on did with you, her because it you hear was that? taking her a while to hear, too. I, I went and I went and dug up a toilet flushing sound effect. 
and oh, it was buried. Oh, I'm sorry, I canned, I canned okay. poor Kate. Um, no, I, I played can. it, so it'll come through on the podcast. You guys just couldn't. Hear. <laughs> Oh, well, we nice. were just we were gabbing. What can I say? All right. So so it is interesting. So now, Lucas, let's let's talk about the debate. Um, yes. The wasn't that something? The travesty that it that it was. It was. Um, it was awful. But you heard what Dana Bash called it, right? Because I think everybody was on board with that. Yes, I didn't think it was appropriate that she, that she was doing that on saying that on CNN. I, I thought, wow, we've really fallen this far now that this right. is how. But but she was completely accurate. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so okay, I I I am genuinely interested in Jonathan's take on this. So <laughs> explain explain to Jonathan that you okay. can't keep doing okay, this. We, to gotta, we have to. Okay, so we let's, have to. We have to go first. over this. Let's get this out of the way because Lucas sent Billy and I the greatest text message we have ever received today. Was it today? Did you sent it this it morning. Was this morning, yeah, yeah it was yeah. this morning. So he sends us this text, and he is <laughs> apparently apparently there is photographic evidence of Lucas scamming widows <laughs> and trolling for widows online. That's not quite how I would have set this up. That's photographic evidence. I see it here on my computer right now. So I woke up this morning, and I got a message. Well, and, and technically, this was sent to me um, a little bit ago, but... I didn't see it because it was in a spam folder on Instagram. And this person probably does not know that I'm sharing this on care. national international show. But uh, we'll leave all the names out of it. But I received a message that, um, well, I think that I probably should just read it. Hi there. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that there is a man that is stealing your photos and personal information and pretending to be you on internet dating sites. My mother thinks What's she's it? in a relationship with you. <laughs> I'll send you a photo of the Instagram page he's using now. And I just wanted to let you know about this because this man is preying on older women like my mother and tries to scam money from them. And this is actually really terrible because her mom, she goes on to say, is uh, lonely after the death of her father Oh. and was looking for companionship and she thought she found this younger man with great hair <laughs> did, who... she, did she say great hair in the, in the message i don't remember i felt like it was implied it was implied it was implied, it was implied yes. and yeah. that uh, she was looking for somebody who loved god and it's she goes on and says i think that she met this scammer on christian mingle oh no and which we should get a sponsorship by christian mingle on the church boys, that would be a really good one for oh, us. Yeah, after setting up the fact that they were the conduit for this right. travesty. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll, very interesting. yeah, they'll appreciate it. We might need to bleep that out later. Um, and she goes, anyways, I just wanted you to know because you deserve to know now before more women pop up out of the woodwork. I mean, does Chrissy know about this? I told her, yeah, I told her first thing this morning. <laughs> that is not good. So, and then, yeah, she sent me the picture of the, the account which I think is now down. I hope so. Did you but, report it? I'm assuming you reported it. Yeah, so it is It is several pictures of myself, and I I would say there's some of my better photos. I, I was gonna, You do look good in these photos. Wait, wait a minute. Hmm. I'm a little offended because this has happened to me repeatedly, and I'm. it's never a dating scenario because I'm <laughs> apparently too ugly for that. It's always like a money scam thing, though. It's never a dating thing, though. Or so somebody Lucas needs help lifting a couch or something scandal. like that. Yeah. Um, I had it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, but never a dating one. 
Well, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So, yeah. So, and his name on this profile is Jonathan McGregor. So, I'm now going to use that as my alias. And uh, <laughs> that's the story. That's the you story. know you've I made it. it when somebody is misusing you to scam people. It's so terrible, though. Like, how it sad is. is that? And then people fall for it because they're yeah. desperate. Or they don't yeah. know. They I don't just know want to That wasn't happening before the Church Boys. No, that's so true. I can only well, imagine yep. it's the success yeah. of this show that has really put me on the map in the Christian mingle scamming so, world. I can't so figure out who this, who this Who's the other guy? There's another picture there of another man. Be the the African-American man? No, no, no. There's there's a blonde oh, no. guy. Jake? A blonde that guy. Is, I'm gonna, no, that that is Chris Brown from Elevation Worship when I interviewed oh, him. Oh, because it's a split picture. On, uh, on Instagram. I yeah. saw an that image of... I, I swear I saw an image of T.D. Jakes on yeah, that page. Yeah, there's two T.D. Jakes yeah. posts on it as well. So they kind of... They put those in there to really build up the spiritual side because apparently my own profile <laughs> did not actually have enough spiritual... Well, there's only um, so many selfies with your hair that you can take before people right. realize well, you're a heathen. My <laughs> wife says they're heavenly, so you know, just gonna put I that just, out there. Well, <laughs> your wife is uh, lying to you, but um, I I feel bad. I mean, that this is actually it's scary. A terrible though. story. It's I, a terrible I feel, story. It's I, scary too. I feel terrible for the lady. Yeah, I, it's awful. I cannot take any more joy possibly than I am taking right well, now for your misery. Yeah. It couldn't have happened to a worse person, That's but true. but truly, for her, it's and it is scary it's that this weird happened. Weird to think about that she's been looking at a photo, yeah. thinking that that's me, yeah, and she has a relationship with yeah. somebody that texts that looks like me. It's kind of creepy. My favorite part was that like the bio said, "God not dead." God not dead. <laughs> yes, God not dead. And you're in, apparently um, in the UK as well. Yes, yes. And they took the name of our church, but kind of changed it a little bit, added a letter in front of it, and everything oh, else. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's interesting. Um, so, if, if if anybody out there is dating Jonathan McGregor, please write us. We'd like to know. Or if you're dating um, Lucas Miles, here's what I don't know though. I don't know how she found me, and so yeah. I guess she could have looked up the church Photo name. Search? Photo search, photo maybe? search, like could have that too. I guess it is twenty twenty. Well, maybe this person, maybe things. this person, maybe this person who contacted you about her mom is a listener. Or what if it's Jonathan McGregor? That's <gasps> actually right. I was just gonna say, what and if he's this scam? turning on yeah. you and he's trying to like find out more information about me, or maybe he's in love with me? This is getting really oh. weird. Well, or maybe that, takes a tur that would actually be a turn. What this if is it's a little bit of like soap opera ish? What if like I said, mine were boring. What if it's crazy? <laughs> that would be awesome yes epic, that would be awesome epic epic we kind of all missed april fools because we were all dodging for our lives with covid at that dodging, point dodging what dodging for our lives no what were Wait, we dodging what? dodging our dodging i said dodging our lives. Thought Listen, that, i'm tired i gotta who have thought that the two who thought that the two fatties on this show were <laughs> more agile than <laughs> all right so back to the debate okay so we've we've got our jonathan mcgregor we know why we're, we're out calling of our system. Okay. Now, what, what, where did we, do we need to run the commercial and then get back into the debate? Yeah, let's discussion? run this commercial okay. right oh now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just, I got, now, I get, now I have to find it. Thank you very much. I just don't understand why oh, you're really? ill-prepared. Uh, we have been doing this for how many years? And you're suddenly surprised? <laughs> I do not understand why you cannot just flick your fingers it's and right, make these things Well, it's happen. right here. I thought, it was, I thought I was on the wrong screen. It turns out well, I was actually on the right screen on accident. Here we go. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. The church boys. Man, I eat these guys. That I think that that Edify app, that Edify ad that we run is probably my favorite ad that we that we use on the show because it's our only ad. Oh, um, also, yeah. So, having said that, um, we have to get back to the fact that this debate was probably it was it was a moment for me. Here's what I'm going to say, and I want Lucas to fight me on this or whoever wants to. It was a wake up call moment for me. Of I knew how bad things were in our culture. <laughs> But now the garbage has actually streamed into politics so much so, we already knew it was there, that we are watching two elderly men beat one another down, call each other names, and act worse than my kindergartner does with her class. And this is what we're calling a presidential debate. I think that it was probably... I, it's at least close to the worst bipartisan moment in American history. Mm. So that's where you're going to go with that, huh? That's <laughs> I, I think so. Now, with that said, I think that there are still things that I would, you know, critique and criticize that set it up as such. Um, I wish that we had civility left in how we dealt with things. Mm. Um, but I think that that I don't think there was a chance of that going into this. You know, it wasn't a I mean, things have been so bad. There's already been so much name calling and so many back and forth jibs and everything else that I don't know if anybody expected anything different. We probably didn't expect this. Right. But I think we you know, we weren't expecting some sort of like chivalrous sort of, you know, now I'm going to defer to uh, the, the the sitting president, you know, on you know this this next thing. Um, so I think that I mean it was like a pay per view fight. It no, was, it was really more. It was really like watching two monkeys throw poop at each other. That's really I what mean, it was more like. It was like I was at the zoo, or in a seventh yeah. or in a seventh grade social studies classroom because it was <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was embarrassing, it was. and it's funny. I talked to somebody today. Um, who lives in Africa and we were and he was telling me just what it's like watching it the rest of the world I actually do have friends who left America I actually do have some a couple of friends who who moved who moved and left and um, because of, wait, because, like, because of Trump being elected or it, it didn't it didn't help it helped okay. actually make their they were they were pretty horrified by it and they are like from what I understand we don't talk a lot about politics but they are kind of looking at this like and they they said recently, People are looking at America like, oh my gosh, yeah. what is going on? Like yeah. the rest of the world is actually horrified by the state of America. And you know, listen, I think they were they were both terrible, right? I mean, they were both terrible. Um, Trump can't get out of his own way. He inter yeah. the interrupting was obnoxious. Fighting with the moderator was obnoxious. Biden name Biden's name calling was like what the shut up I mean I was yeah. like you're the almost, worst president this country has yeah. ever had he called Chris Wallace man within like three seconds of coming out on the yeah. stage now I mean it just like his inability to 
I mean, he dresses everything down just by nature of who he is. Yeah. Now, I don't want anybody to get the impression, at least from me, that I think that they were both equally childish because I don't. I think that the president was way worse than Vice President Biden. I think he was way worse. And I think I, I know they're both running for president, but one of them actually is president. And one of them, the person who is president, has an obligation to act presidential. And this is where you and I depart because he's never done that. So no, that doesn't. Never, no, the fact that he's never done it is immaterial to me. The fact of whether or not he should, right? And and, and I, I I place the now listen. I will say at the end of the debate, at the end of the debate is when I was embarrassed, or maybe halfway through, two thirds through. The first 10, 12 minutes when Trump came out swinging, I thought that that was exactly the right tactic. In fact, yeah. I was talking with a couple of coworkers and some friends. Exactly the right tactic. Put Biden back on his heels. Put the if you want to make him look like a doddering old man, which there's debates about whether he's senile or 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 um deme has dementia or if it's just old age. <laughs> he didn't whatever. seem to be senile. He, he came he, back strong well, halfway. But that's part debate. of the problem is Trump never gave him a chance to seem senile. If he just hit him and punched him for about 10, 12 minutes like he did at the very beginning, and then just stepped back and had a more normal debate. You're never going to get a totally normal debate with Trump on the stage, so, but a more normal debate. Then you give then you give Biden to come out uh, an opportunity to come out and make the mistakes you expect him to make. But when you continue to interrupt him and talk over him, he's not he's not going to be able to trip over himself. When you say he's worse, I thought he was far he was completely obnoxious Trump on interrupting. Okay? It was it was completely obnoxious. But I don't actually I didn't hear anything that was worse. We could talk about the the racial elements of it. I'm, so I'm taking that part out because that's a major point of discussion and debate. But the actual comments that were made, I oh, thought I that Biden's were much more telling somebody to shut up, calling them a fool and calling them a clown twice to well, me yeah, far but, exceeds anything that came out of Trump's mouth. I, I, I Trump, the, the interrupting. One and the other, and one of the others was uh, smart. You were, don't use the word smart with me. You're finished last in your class. Well, I, mean, I thought that was just well, calling them. They Call both had their share of those. And, you know, as a, I mean, look, I don't, I'm still, I'm still blown away by people that are conservative or, you know, support things like, uh, you know, pro life, right. um, uh, Second Amendment, et cetera, that are confused about what to do with this election. You know, it's there's only one answer and it's this isn't to me any longer an election about character. It's not an election about, you know, couth. It's not an election about charisma. It's an election about uh, the courts. It's an election about, um, you know, really whether or not we're going to continue on in freedom or tyranny, you know, sort of standpoint. And so now, does that mean I like at all how that went down? No, I agree. I think the first you know few minutes I was going, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. Like this is going to be interesting. Yeah. But he did. He got in his own way, and I think Trump missed some really major opportunities to hit on. So he was so focused on, you know, it, it's weird. Biden was staring at like through the camera the whole yep. time, trying yeah. to like talk to America, but in this weird sort of like you know, way, you know, now he's being accused of wearing contacts that had teleprompters on him. <laughs> I saw today on Twitter, you know, and, uh, and, and, and then, you know, and Trump almost seemed like he wasn't even aware that anyone was watching and it was just him and Chris Wallace, you know, and he was going back and forth with those guys. 
And so, you know, it was it was very, you know, big, big chasm existed, I think, between even where their focus was. If Trump would have focused more on his policies, his track record, the success that they've had over the last three and a half years, I think it would have been a really different debate. But instead, he focused on, you know, continuing to push, you know, this this, uh, you know, to, to try to trip up Joe, try to, you know, get him to stumble over numbers, trying to get him to, to get caught up in the Antifa stuff. And and I think that was a mistake on Trump's side and that it was a missed opportunity for them. So I was cringing from that standpoint. I'm not into, you know, the name calling. I'm not into the lack of civility. Uh, but I think that, you know, um, I think, you know, even more than all set all that stuff aside, there was strategy mistakes that were made that and missed opportunities from the Trump side that that I was disappointed that they didn't take opportunity of. Because I think the track record from a policy standpoint and what they've gotten done is is there and bar none, you know, head and shoulders above anything that Biden's ever had in 47 years. Yeah. Well, the two of them were. And so, Chris, I won't say I think Trump was worse. I think they were equal. I walked away feeling like it was a dumpster fire and they were both awful in different ways. Right. Um, I I just for me, the one mo the most dangerous thing, and I think Trump is making a major mistake here. And we talked about this earlier, Chris, you know, not being willing to say I will, even if it's not fair and I've lost, the, you know, like you were saying, the truth will come out. I will. I want a peaceful transition. This is the kind of stuff that can actually tear an entire government. Down. I mean, this yep. is the kind of stuff that countries implode over. And I think he's being very irresponsible on that front. Yes, this is a disaster. I'm not a fan of the paper ballots of the Malins. I think that there's. They're doing this right in the middle of all this chaos. We are changing the way that we vote. Um, and, you know, everyone can go to Walmart and buy discount DVDs, but they can't show up to vote. Right. Um, and I get it if you're sick, if you're elderly, whatever. But but the point is, Trump should be de-escalating that. And I'm yeah. concerned that he's not. Yeah. And that I is, think yeah. and I think Trump, the, the Trump, the, the problem that Trump has all along is that especially when it comes to like we allow for a peaceful transition, it is not in his DNA to even suggest something like that because that would say, what's a chance I could lose? I think I'm going to lose. Yeah, and right? he's there's not going to go there. He's not going to go there. Now, I will say, I don't care that he's not going to go there. He should say, whoever wins, peaceful transition of power, no matter what. Even if I think that, even if we if we get to January 20th and it's been declared, decided by the Electoral College that Joe Biden is president, even if I think there was cheating, we'll have a peaceful transition of power because that's how this country operates. That's and yeah. I think that that's the right thing to say. And it's a, let's hope he, that's how this he's got to he's got to be able to come out and just he's got to be able to come out and just say things that are the right things to say. Even if he wants to keep doing, I read somebody said somebody somebody from the New York Times wrote the entire debate was him reading his Twitter feed out loud, and that's what yeah. it was. And it was what it was like. If he it wants was to screaming keep, it, he was right, screaming his Twitter feed. If he the wants thing to keep, everybody hates. Right. If he wants to keep doing his Twitter feed, I disagree with that. But hey, listen. But you need to be able to come out and clearly say things that are important. If somebody says, will you please come out and say white supremacists are bad? In a heartbeat, you say white supremacists are bad. You don't equivocate and you don't go back and say, and you don't say, I've said that a thousand times. I'm not going to say it now. You say it a thousand and one times. You I, just I love keep the, saying uh, the right thing. This, uh, you know, there was a quote in uh, GQ a few years back about Robert Downey Jr. And they, they asked him that. They said, there's a rumor that you believe that you're the best actor on every set that you're on. And he goes, that's true. And the reporter goes, like, don't you feel like that's really conceited? And he goes, if I don't think that I'm the best actor 
on every set that I'm on, then I'm not going to be the best actor on that set that I'm on. So mm -hmm. am I really? No, I'm sure there's people better than me, but I have to carry that mindset. Now, yep. you know, it's the same. It's the same question. It's you have to clarify that. So everybody wanted Trump to say, look, there's not a chance I'm losing. It's not even going to happen. I'm not going to go my mind there right. for the sake of, you know, just assuring America about this thing that there's only like zero percent chance is ever going to happen. Of course, I would have a peaceful transition. Absolutely you know, has to say that. You know, and and that would have that would have I think gone over very well with people. He, I think he is feeding to. And look, I'm I I've been an outspoken supporter of Trump. I'm not an outspoken supporter of MAGA culture. Yeah, and I think that that is something. Now, there's some people in that you know kind of camp that I I I appreciate, I enjoy, um, you know, and I would I would you know kind of put my name next to. But there's a lot of kind of the the uh, the subculture there of that that is moralless. It's it's just as bad as the left in many cases. And it's just people who have taken sides and they're not they don't actually have, you know, uh, the like a, a Judeo Christian value that makes them conservative. Right. They're conservative because they're against the left. Well, they're actually and, it's a it's a but it's a personality driven thing. It's a, it, you said yes. you said yep. when you look watch that debate. We need to make it clear that this is not a, this is about the issues and about the record and about the courts and taxes and abortion and whatever else, and it's not about personality except for the fact that Trump's base is is his personality. That's yeah. and that's the problem. And he got elected, rightfully so to a degree. In on my belief, listen, never been a Trump fan, and you know that. But one of the things that I that I totally understand and I can respect is that people are tired of being pissed on. And and yeah. they were tired of it in 2016. And they're still tired of it, and that's why they're back and they're back in Trump because he'll stand up, he'll stand up to the to the dirtbags. This is that fight that I had with Essie Cup this week. That's what's in their that mind. Twitter fight that we had. Yeah. You know where I Essie Cup and I got into a Twitter thing, and I like and we're we're friends. Yes, we're all friends. We all work together. Yep. Yeah, there's no bad. But you know she was going on about something because she's voting for Biden, and you know, and we got into this, and I'm like, listen. The reason she I said that your choices are essentially and I do agree with you to, to an extent, Lucas, your, your choices are to go for somebody who might be pretending to like evangelicals. Right. Um, but they're advancing. He's advancing policies that evangelicals like and that are friendly to evangelicals or to go for the people or the person who, you know, is going to advance policies that you don't like and that yeah. are not yeah. good. Yeah. And those are your choices. And she's like, well, maybe there should be more than two choices. I don't know if you saw this. That's, not, that's not the system we're in. That's Essie. not the system we're in. And and I said to her, you're I, I really feel like people like Essie and I love her. I think she's brilliant. She's smart. But she's she's undermining all of the good work she's done to help people understand. Over the years, she was one of the biggest advocates for explaining that people felt left out of culture. They felt yeah. pushed up against the wall. Inclu the left had and including Christians, by the way. And she's an atheist. Right. Right. And so she didn't respond to that yeah. point. And I thought that was interesting because there's no response you could have. It's true. She's ignoring the very good work she has done. Yeah. Um, and so I said this to her, you know, openly to her. So I, that's what I'm saying here. But yeah. but I think um, I just I don't know. I'm concerned that both parties like I don't know how both parties move forward from here, particularly how do Republicans move forward after Trump? And I do think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a huge challenge. So now the one thing I will say in in Trump's defense of this, and I could probably add several things in that category, but the Chris Wallace's question about race was completely unnecessary. So which which one? Tell me. Tell me. Oh, what you're, the the, the one where he asked him, would would you kind of officially renounce publicly here? 
yeah. um, your stance on, you know, white supremacists and this sort of thing. Because yeah, he literally he went, asked he him that. The, the thing on you know, nice people on both sides, kind of they're good people on both sides argument. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, he literally Trump, he, he asked Trump that exact same question in 2016 during the, the debate that he moderated. And Trump had a very, I mean, Trump's answer, I wish he would have just, you know, recited that same answer because his 2016 answer was, was, I mean, explicitly, of course, I've renounced this and all of its forms. Yeah. And this is, you know, all these hate groups and all. So why these didn't he do that? A Maybe. high school Toastmaster would do that. Like, no, why here's, didn't the, he do it? here's the thing. And so we're seeing this on all of these. This is the tactic right now of the left. And the tactic of the left is I'm going to come to you and I'm going to ask you a question. It would be like coming to you, Billy, because you're a Christian. And saying so, you know, would you, would you, are you willing to renounce the fact that uh, that you uh, hate homosexuals, you know, and and taking, you know, something. And actually, that's a that's a bad example because there's there, you know, you could look at certain Christian beliefs and and be able to talk about, you know, love the person, hate the sin, and these sorts of things. But they're trying to just make a narrative. And so the news has gone from, um, and this is me as a non-journalist, you know, talk on a show with two journalists. Um, the, no, the news one journalist has, and one editor. I hate. There we journalists. go. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yes. Chris is a uh, journalist; he just doesn't know it. But right? Continue. Yeah. The worst. The, the, the worst. <laughs> the you have journalism has moved from trying to tell the news, trying to report the news, to now we're shaping the news, and so we're going to try to set up a question in such a way that we're going to get this response that we want. And so if we can always keep Trump on his toes of having to, or on his heels rather, of always trying to like respond to this narrative that he's racist despite the fact that he said this you know 20 times and cleared it up i mean there was the uh the one reporter at the at the white house with john uh um john carl yes and so he, he was uh he was asking kaylee about the you know basically the same topic can we settle this once and for all and everything else and she like gave this whole list of every single time trump has dealt with this issue and he goes but but, but what about today can we oh, can John you give Roberts, me a clear John Roberts John Roberts yeah yeah From Fox and yeah, so yeah, yeah. and so yes and, and so um and you know and she's like I just gave you all of this like you know I'm not gonna there's there's nothing else to give like this is everything yeah. this is our position and you know it's it, that it's just that's not a fair narrative unless you're going to come over to Biden and say Will you renounce Antifa? Right. Will you renounce, you know, this BLM, you know, uh, but it's never um, going to be, uh, but it's, but it's never going to be a fair narrative ever. It will never be one. So you're, answering, be, but, you, you but you should always, but you should always have the same right answer. Yeah. I right. have he answered this more than I have prepared. answered this She's 20 times. Of... Kaylee ought to say <clears> to, to Jonathan, to John Roberts of Fox and say, listen, we have answered this 20 times every time I'll, and go through the record. That's fine. Yep. And say, now yep. I'm going to say it for, Number time number twenty one, we denounce all white supremacists. I don't care what group it is. We denounce sure. all of them. If the Proud Boys fall into that group, we denounce them, and just leave it at that. Make it easy. And I think that the interruptions at the, because then Biden started jumping in, and so yeah, Trump's I do going. Think he sure, got I would do that. Got, sure, I would do yeah, that. Sure, I, think I would he do got that. Confused there. And and then it just started going, and then so he then as Biden started speaking, he turned on Biden, and so it was you know that was an opportunity that you know Biden I think tripped Trump up, uh, yep. tripped him up with his totally answer, so. yep. but he was doing that, he was renouncing that, he was going through that process. He was, so his, he was doing it in this Trumpy way. He was doing it in a very Trumpy way, yes. and to me, there's just no there there, you know, in this in this conversation. Like that's a dead issue. The the bigger question is is Biden going to you know renounce the the you know the violent BLM activist right. and. And that's the, a fair uh, question. 
Absolutely, 100% fair question. Absolutely ask, ask that question. He needs to go out and, and denounce that. And, you know, Joe, Joe Biden of 8, 12, 15, 20 years ago that I knew absolutely would come out and say, this is bad. This is bad news. And I denounce all of it. He would come out mm-hmm. to the point of where if the Democratic Party was acting, if the Democratic Party of today was asking, acting the way it, it is today and aligning itself with bad characters like Antifa, like the BLM extremists, and they were doing that 20, 25 years ago, I think Joe Biden would be one of those guys going, I might just have to leave this party because this isn't this isn't for me. I, I really do. He, I don't think he'd go Republican, but a chance of going independent and going, I can't, I can't do it. It's kind of doing the Joe, the the Joe Lieberman thing. So I'm going independent because I can't, I can't take it. I can't be a part of this. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think the whole Proud Boys thing. I, I mean, I don't even want to touch that. But what I will say is that we have to be really careful as Christians. I was watching a lot of people who were very certain what was going on there. Right? These are people who believe that Trump is a, is a complete moron and an idiot, and he can't do anything right. Suddenly, in that moment, he's a brainiac who's got a signal that he's sending out to people yeah. to be ready yeah. to go. You know, there's a very good chance. I did not know who in the world the Proud Boys. I no idea who they were. I had to Google it. First I, of there's all. like I thirteen I of did. them. I did, but that's because. Listen, Gavin McGinnis You're covering is covering that crap. Well, yeah, cover that crap. Plus, yeah. Gavin McGinnis, who was one of the founders of the Proud Boys, used to work for Conservative Review until it combined with the Blaze. And we had a parting of ways, which is fine. It's a, it's a business decision. Not my decision. I had nothing to do with. But he used to work here. And he's associated with Proud Boys. I think a founder of our co founder of it. Do I think so that I Gavin no McGinnis do I think Gavin McGinnis is a racist? Abs- I do not. I don't know him well enough to tell you exactly. Are you certain Trump knew? I am not. No, I don't. I think there's a very good chance that Trump has maybe heard of them in passing, but I don't think I don't have any reason to think he actually knows that they register for him. It's it's there are there are many groups that I have been asked about before. Tell me a name. Tell me who you want me to say. Who who do you want me to say? Right. And when he says, "Okay, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by," I think he misspoke. I think he's. They had said, "Will you tell them to stand down?" And he goes, stand back, stand by. He's just coming up with, and he just picked the wrong prepositions. Yeah, see, he, I'm just he, not comfortable with. If he'd have said narrative. stand back first, he wouldn't have said stand. If he'd have said stand down first, he wouldn't have said stand back, and he wouldn't have said stand by. I think he got mixed up. I really do. I think that's what, in the passion of the moment, got mixed up. But aren't we bearing false witness when we go out and say we know he was doing this? He was sending this. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't know that. And and I'm uncomfortable with all of it. I mean, I don't. Anytime outside of this show, when you pretend to know why somebody says something, (laughs) you're judging. (laughs) And you are putting yourself in a position that really only God is in. You know, that nobody else. I mean, we don't. I mean, the Bible says the the heart is deceitful above all things. Like, I don't even know why I do things all the time, but yet we're so sure that we know why somebody else is doing yeah. something. Like, that's a problem. And so, yeah. you know, and this th- to me a big issue, and this is one reason why you know, kind of the blend of like the the we'll call it the fray of the MAGA group and the start of like the the QAnon, you know, um, you know, group there. Like, that is that that whole this this whole like. Um, conspiracy theory culture that has sprung out of 2020 and it started really with COVID. I mean, it started with this, there's this whole conspiracy that's here's going on and Bill Gates and, and China and all these sorts of things. And I mean, this, this narrative to me has become very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Is there some dark corners? I'm sure there are. Is there some planning and conniving? I'm sure there is. 
is it you know um you know jason bourne level spy movie you know the syndicate james bond sort of stuff like i i don't know about that i don't watch the social dilemma if you haven't yet i watched it. it but there is also there's some already some stuff coming out against that that's i think a more balanced perspective and you got to remember that movie was put out by Netflix, which is the one of the biggest, you know, curators of people's data and what they watch so, and and keeping track of those things. So I mean, it's it's a little bit hypocritical, even of its of its own narrative. So tell, because, tell, so tell us a little bit about this, Billy. Why? How does that connect to what Lucas was just saying? Because I think, <clears throat> and and here's the thing: I I know people are going to speak out against it. I'm not saying the film is entirely right. Before we get into it, is it a documentary? But I do think a lot is of it it's a movie coming, documentary. A of it, okay. Yes, about social media and. But it's common sense. It's basically how they're tracking data and serving you different ads and different posts based upon your your mood and your personality and your feeding into conspiracy theories. That they're actually that they are actually when if there is a sense that you are going to be attracted to a conspiracy theory, that you will be like so they're not they're not peddling they're not peddling they're not saying they're they're not accusing Facebook or social media of peddling these companies of peddling it. It's that. You look like you're somebody who might. This might be what you want to read. Well, they're peddling it for ad money. They're not. Oh, sure. They want to keep you online as money. long as they can, so yes. that they can serve you ads. Right. But I mean, look at what's happening to our culture, and 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 I. I mean, you look at social media and everything that film is describing, and I and I I walked away from the film feeling like, well, it's not addressing sin nature. It's not addressing some of these other issues that are that are important to address. But it is helping to explain. Like basically, Chris, what they're saying is that the feed that you see and the feed that a liberal sees are completely different feeds. Mm-hmm. They are serving up to you a world that. in which you believe everybody agrees with you. Right. And I believe that. that that is what is happening. I mean, that is literally what is happening right. on social media. We are we are falling apart and fraying. So I, do I think the film is entirely correct? No, but I think it's worth watching because I think there's enough there to make us at least think yeah. about some of this. And I and. I, I'm I'm with. It's a good doc. It's an enjoyable yeah. documentary from that standpoint. It's scary, but it's enjoyable. And I'm with I'm with Lucas in that. I, is it possible there's some sort of Jason Bourne style conspiracy? I suppose it's possible. Do I think it's likely? I do not. I and here's and here's one of the number one reason that I think that because the people out there wanting power and trying to do this aren't smart enough to pull it off. And, and look, I talked to a friend of mine who um, uh, is. Is I'm going to disguise this a little bit to protect them, but I that is fairly. Um, they're they're an officer in the military. No, not not Billy. Oh. Um, the uh, and I was talking to them after 9/11, and specifically, you know, it was years after 9/11 about you know all of these conspiracy theories about 9/11, and this person goes, "Look, I do logistics in the military. We are the best at moving things from point A to point B." in periods of time and they said as good as we are in the number of people that would have to know about something like that you know yeah. based upon some of these documentaries that were coming up about the conspiracies with 9-11 right. he goes it it would be it would be hundreds in, in order to be able to pull that off and uh, if not thousands and so to think that all of these people have just magically you know kept this code and not said anything you know, he's like, it's just it's just really, really um, illogical to right. look at it that way. And so and I think we have the same thing today. I do believe there's pockets of really goofy stuff. And oh, we sure. saw some Absolutely. of that through like the WikiLeaks with, 
you know, talking about, you know, burying, you know, uh, you know, and sacrificing chickens or whatever they were doing, you know, I mean, there's some weird, weird stuff out there with some of these people. And, and I think that, uh, you know, sin is, is prevalent, but is it at that level that, you know, we're all wearing, you know, uh, little contacts in our eyes that are, you know, giving us projectors of what to say. I don't no, think only, we're there yet. Only Democrats. No, I mean, I, I would imagine that, you know, I, and I'm in this headspace still of looking at evil. Like I'm constantly like, mm-hmm. okay, what, what, are, what, how does evil manifest itself and what is happening? That debate had every characteristic of evil in it and it had no characteristics of the fruit of the spirit in it at all and i'm not just talking about the people the the entire aura of the entire thing the way that it went well it was chaos chaos. and and social media and the communication i mean i i questioned universal healthcare today responding to a new york times op-ed writer and i've been fielding disgusting comments all day long over saying one thing in a calm way i mean people are unhinged and if if i were satan which i know you are lucas so maybe you could breathe into this (laughs) i i would love this because this these are the exact tools you need to destabilize individuals and culture and that is what is happening so yeah let me let me speak to that because i think that's interesting concept so you know and this this will maybe kind of provide some balance to the statements i made about i don't think there's this giant conspiracy and you know the other side of the coin is this the enemy is working all the time right. at trying to steal steal kill and destroy i mean that's his objective john 10 10. that's your objective you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> can, can also, we have a serious conversation yeah, nope. continue um yeah. and so the uh <laughs> um you know so what what happens i believe is that you know, you have all these different parties. This is why it feels like a conspiracy, because at the end of the day, the the Marxists, um, you know, don't care anything about, uh, let's say, people of color that are that are out there, you know, doing peaceful protests for, uh, you know, various causes. Right. Um, the the Antifa doesn't care anything about, you know, what's going with Nancy Pelosi. He, they don't care, you know, but they're all doing these things. And, I, and I'd say this also about the right, just so it's fair. There's groups on the right that are participating in this as well. And we see this chaos exist. So what you have is you have this culture of chaos that's happening with a whole bunch of tentacles. It's The enemy operates more like an octopus where it's got all these different arms that are you don't realize that they're all connected to the same head. But, you know, they're operating together. So is there a global conspiracy? I don't think from a human standpoint, but I think from a spiritual standpoint, you have all these things that are working in unison that just don't really, most of them hate each other. You know, the Russians hated Hitler, Mm -hmm. but they were still on the same, they were still kind of fighting for the same thing, you know, and that was evil. Ephesians 6, 10, right? You know, 10 through 13, right? I mean, you look there and it's not, we all think it's this battle that has to do with other human beings, right? That we're battling other people and that's how it's manifesting itself, but there's something deeper going on there. And that, if people don't feel that happening right now, I think most Christians know they're looking, and I'm not saying we're at the end. I'm just saying we're watching this unfold and we're all thinking this is not headed anywhere good. And there's no, it is a California wildfire that cannot be contained. And I don't see how it doesn't get much worse from here. I could be wrong, but. I don't yeah. think I am. So I we need we need to get a, we have only have a couple minutes left, but we do need to get in a little bit. I think into our personal lives. I think that we, Billy, I you and I have been talking about your daughter's got to go back to school in person. I did. I'd like to discuss that for just a minute because there's some funny aspects to that, and I think if Lucas is good with it, there's 
Why a little life why, update. Why weren't we here last week? And so, <laughs> I don't even, so I want to plant. Um, but let me plant this seed of a serious question for Lucas because I think it's something worth discussing on, on the next episode if we get around to it. And maybe, and maybe we never will. But Billy was responding to Essie Cup on Twitter, based and his question was based on things that Trump had said allegedly about Christians, and that he mm. said, "Can you believe they they believe this bull s?" And yes. this other stuff. And I I don't know if that's true or not. The way it was reported, they reported as though it's true. I'm, and I'm not asking the question whether or not you think it's true. My question is, suppose it is, and, and, and he said those things, and not about like crazy, like there's, there's one thing to be said about, I've heard plenty of people say those kinds of things about Benny Hinn and healing and that sort of thing. But he was apparently, at least one of his comments about was following all these pastors who just came around, laid hands on him, and prayed for him, right? That he made this comment after after that kind of a prayer session. If that's true, if they had recording of that, if they had a video of that, and, and we can document that it happened, if that do you would that change your views on on him as a candidate? And do you think it would impact the evangelical world? Now we can talk about that now if you want to, but. If you'd like to get into a longer conversation about it, we could do that in the next show. I mean, I think that I'll give you a short answer. And then if we want to go more into it, I mean, I'm, I'm okay on, you know, from time, whatever. But uh, the as Billy's yawning. <laughs> I um, did yawn. I did. <laughs> the uh, I think that, you know, again, most you have a lot of people talking about Trump as a candidate. I don't I don't think about Trump as a candidate. I think about Trump as an idea. And Trump as an idea is a thing right now that is standing against uh, our nation becoming a socialist country. And so Trump as a person could say just about anything because I believe that the, the you know the checks and ba- I trust the checks and balances of our of our constitution, our country to prevent uh, somebody from completely going off the rails in that office, okay. you know, to the point where they become a dictator or all these things that people are afraid of. And and I think that Trump as a person um, can could, you know, is is fallible, could say all sorts of things. And I still am in favor of making sure that we have somebody in that office, even if they're doing it for all the wrong reasons mm-hmm. that is helping us put conservative people in the courts, that is helping us, uh, you know, uh, you know, roll back some of these kind of socialist sort of policies, you know, like Obamacare and other things that are there. And and I'm for that. And so. Okay. Now, did he say those things? I have no idea if he said those things. Here's what I can tell you. I know some of the pastors that were in that room that mm-hmm. laid hands on him right. personally. And I have trust for those guys that I know. And they and I've spoken to them privately. And they have very positive things to say about their relationship with Trump that feel very genuine. Uh, and these are smart guys. These aren't just, you know, dopey guys that are um, and gals that are uh, you know, easily taken advantage of. I mean, pastors, I think, are people that have um, a, a lot of discernment, you know, especially when they're in that level of position, uh, because they've had to deal with all sorts of, you know, characters over the years and have to sort through things. And so he's and, and some of them, they know, you know, where he's at. They would know, you know, and I think they would see that evolution. I've heard that shared. I think that, it, you know, it, I mean, look, I've said things about and I probably not with that language that's that's being quoted there. But I could say things about certain pastors that sure. I know or that I've experienced. And so is it possible that Trump was talking about a particular pastor and going, oh, that guy's full of it? Yeah. You know what? I, I don't have a problem with that. And I don't think most of the evangelical world would. If he's saying those things about Christians in general, 
And, you know, if he said it on day one of his presidency versus now, if he's saying it right now, yeah. I would go, okay, that's that's interesting. Uh, I still think it's a better vote than Biden, okay. but um, it's interesting. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Now, yeah. one of the one of the great things that happened after the debate is the next day. Joe Biden is out on the campaign trail because he's doing the he's doing the very typical. This is what Democrats do, especially old school ones like like Biden getting on the train. Right. And touring around on the train in Ohio after the debate and stopping different places. And he stops to give a speech and he's interrupted, not interrupted, distracted by a train. So let me I just I I pulled this clip. I just want to play it real quick because it brought me such great joy. And here comes the train that he tried to make sure didn't continue to run. No, that's the commuter. All right. No, that's what. But folks, look. There's probably, uh, possibly drugs involved. That's what I hear. <laughs> so anyway, just, that's what I hear in your head. Um, okay, so I, whose personal yeah. life do we want to get to first? Do we need to get to? You can skip my. We can skip mine, and we can just go right to Lucas. Because, well, because, Billy, because. Okay, that's well, we can do that. Your wife is I, back to teach. We can talk more about right? mine next week, Lucas. Yeah. Okay. So Lucas has an announcement for all of us. One that warmed my heart. My yeah, it really did. And we've been terrible. dealing with this for three weeks, and it has just been. We've been so, sitting on this information, oh, and it has man. made me. I so... will say that. So we skipped last week's episode. Uh huh. <laughs> Why? Why did you skip last we week? We skipped well, the episode. But well, I had a, we, we I had recorded a the week before. Right. Yeah. I, my wife tested positive for covid the week before when we had recorded that other episode for the record i tested negative uh, that week the first i time. tested okay, negative yes. okay. and then that night that i tested i developed a fever and some covid symptoms huh. which continued right for quite some time now ironically they let up just enough for me to record that week of the church boys and mm -hmm. i actually felt like i was getting better well, good. that's good i'm glad you were here on the on the mend that's good and then after that it, they came back a little stronger oh and uh and so i was down pretty hard after that episode then we skipped did last you, week did you go to the doctor did you go to the doctor about it so i went to the doctor yeah. early on in the process mm -hmm. um well i take that back i i called my doctor after testing and it came back negative okay and you know chrissy's was positive she was down for i don't know maybe three, four, five days at the most. And, you know, she had a little bit of cough and, you know, some symptoms, but uh, uh, the body aches were probably the worst thing for both right. of us. So I developed kind of all the same symptoms that she had. I actually had it a little bit longer uh, than she did. I was probably down for about nine or did, 10 days, pretty solid. Did you ever get and tested? Did you get tested again? I did not get oh, tested again. I really? called my doctor and they said, you, you know, because I had another family member that tested positive, not who lives in the house, but who we were around. My wife tested positive. I developed all the same symptoms. Right. And they said, you just need to assume that that was a false negative and just quarantine. So, so I quarantined for the entire so time. So they want you to assume that you had a false negative, which means that you should assume what? That I was positive. For? COVID. You know, it's really something. <laughs> You know, I I feel I was actually a good friend. I reached out to you repeatedly to make sure you, you did. We're OK. You were worried I wasn't um, going to make it. I think I was actually so afraid I was going to catch it through StreamYard where we record. It I might mean, be even though we're in past right places. now. They say you can shed. It's not reproducible, but you can uh, you can shed for 
12 weeks or so. Well, I'm glad uh, you're okay because this is serious. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm glad you're you know, in, all, in all seriousness, I still have a little bit of a cough. Now, I'm I'm not contagious anymore. After about 10 days, they say that there's not enough virus to, you know, kind of reproduce itself. Um, but I still have a little bit of cough and I have a little bit of um, kind of like a wheeze every now and then. But like if I kind of open my and then it'll, it'll sort of pop when I cough or something. So I did go to the doctor at the end of the time to have my lungs listened to and just make sure nothing else was going on. And he he listened and he says, you know, you know, you still got a little bit of a you know thing in there. But, uh, uh, you know, they gave me like an emergency inhaler, which I've never had to use. But I, you know, I have it. And um, and he said, you know, most people are experiencing this kind of three to six weeks after uh, things. And then it it tends to, you know, just go away on its own. So um so we're I'm at like I think tomorrow is three weeks exactly from when I had my first symptoms. So, so as as our resident expert on COVID, yes, having as ha- I am, having I prefer ha- Doctor Miles actually, have, or Doctor McGregor also works. Having as a resident expert, having having had COVID, uh, unlike two fat unhealthy people on the show, uh, um, is, well, how when are you contagious? What is the because the schools say don't come to school with with symptoms, right? Yeah. Except yeah. that apparently you can so, continue to have symptoms for six weeks. So no, so yeah, you can have symptoms for an extended period of time. Things like you know, there's long trailers or long haulers too, right? People who have them very long, very long time. Yeah. So early on, what there was a lot of things about. Okay, if we're gonna, you can't go out in public again until you get retested twice in a row and you get two negatives. <clears throat> And they've kind of come back, and the CDC. I was just actually looking at that um, this week. Is the the new statements? And don't take my word for this. If you're listening, go on there and check yourself. All those things. I'm just doing the best of my memory here. That um, basically, it's ten days from the start of symptoms. So if um, that's the not, contagious, and, that's when you're the window. That, contagious. Yeah, that's when yeah. they they have found that even except for like in really extremely bad cases you know, where a patient was had a, you know, pretty compromised immune system or something like that, that they find that the virus shedding that happens, and which is basically like, you're still kind of like spewing out this micro, you know, cosm of, of uh, virus, that it's not enough to actually reproduce a viable, um, uh, you know, spore or whatever these things are called that can that can become contagious mm. and so you know you could i could have a positive test right now and actually my doctor this wasn't my regular doctor this was a guy that i saw kind of in the the covid the covid uh, uh ward that they send you to for this um he wanted he's like well let's go ahead and just get you tested because here i am i've quarantined for 12 days now which is two days longer than i was supposed to and i went and saw him and he goes let's go ahead and get you tested and just so we can confirm it was covid and I go, well, what happens if I get a positive? Well, he goes, well, yeah, then we'll want you to quarantine for another 10 days. I'm like, I just well, finished you. quarantining for like, you know, three weeks right. with, by time between my wife and I together. So I didn't do another test. And so he said, you know, he goes, I'm OK with you doing like an antibody test later. So I'll probably and we can talk about that after I do that one, hopefully here in a couple of weeks. Is that the blood one? The, yeah, that's the blood one to see. Is it, you know, do you have the antibodies? You know, I had that test. I did that test. Um, How'd that come out? It? I was. I didn't have any. Turned out you're a manatee. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. uh, Yeah, because I I mean, I was like super militant. They couldn't they couldn't test it. The blood was too thick to come out the pinprick they put on his finger. Stupid. (laughs) 
like this layer of like, lard. It's on like, gra- it's like gravy. After all of our COVID talk, I am shocked you're the one who came down with. This. I really I know, do. I know, but you know what? <laughs> Except it's, for the look, fact that the worst you were going around, you're going around licking COVID victims. Just yeah, to you prove did. That you you get had it. hit a point where you were like, "Eh, YOLO," <laughs> and then the next week, yeah. COVID. Um, you know, look, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was scarier in the sense that, like, all the hype around it plays right. with your mind a little bit with the breathing. Sure. Uh, then it was like a terrible sickness. Honestly, the first probably six days, the body aches were super bad. They mm. were controlled by Tylenol and Advil. Did it? No. What kind? Of, did, did the body aches? Rem- people are wondering: Is this like the flu? Is what dude, kind of? What were the body it, aches like? It, it. I mean, I haven't had the flu in. I mean, it's been probably a couple of years since I had the flu. But it, like the flu body aches, like you feel it like in your lymph nodes, or you know, you kind of muscles are sore. This was like my joints. I mean, I felt like every, I felt like uh, old man Lucas, like every single day. Chris, and and yes, like it's kind of like Chris. Just think about day. your life on a daily basis, yeah. and that's basically COVID. Um, and you know, it was it was seriously it was painful, like painful. And I mean, this is very man fluish, you know, of me kind of exaggerating yeah. this level. But you no, know, but was, I've heard this. I've heard it was this bad. Other... It was it hurt really bad. And so I mean, I had to. I would know. I could tell you on the dot when six hours was up, when my Advil dose was gone. Oh, really? And I could be like, oh, it's been six hours because it was coming back like with a vengeance. So I was alternating doses of stuff. And I kind of did that for about five or six days. I never had a super high fever. Um, you know, I spiked, you know, I mean, it was probably 100 at the most. I think yeah. Chrissy's was probably a little higher than that. Um, and then uh, and then the the breathing thing for me, I had zero cold symptoms whatsoever. Like, no, I didn't have a stuffed up nose. I didn't have a cough, anything like that until probably day seven or day eight, which is sort of typical with mm-hmm. this. And so they see the the respiratory stuff starts between seven and ten. And then usually if it's going to get bad, it's bad by like day 12 or 13 or 14. Did you lose, and so did you lose your sense of taste or smell? A little bit. I don't, mm. I didn't, I was prepared for it to be like, you know, taste something and you can't do it at all. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was depleted, but I wouldn't say it was gone. Uh, Chrissy probably did more so on mm. that one. So, um, yeah, it was, it wasn't fun. And so technically, technically I tested negative for COVID. Right. So Do I think I had it. Yes, I definitely think I were had. Were there it. others? Were did you lose weight in this time? I mean, and by the I lost the, six pounds. So now is that because you weren't eating, or was there was there like Montezuma's revenge kind of? No, stuff? No, no, no. Okay. I was uh, I was quite regular during yeah. that time period. I didn't I didn't have you know some people do get like stomach ache and all sorts of stuff. I did not have that. I'm trying to avoid saying the word diarrhea on the church boys, but I did not have Go that. Go for it. Yes, do it. And uh, no, it, I didn't have any stomach issues with it. It was just very like I felt like there was like a band around my chest, like mm. like there was just kind of this heaviness in your chest and your breathing. So, um, and you know even still like I feel. You know, I'm I would say I feel like 80, 85 percent normal, you know, where I was maybe like I felt like 30 percent for a while. I mean, it was it was like I watched a lot of Netflix. My top recommendation and I already mentioned Octopus, but uh, my top recommendation is um, my octopus teacher on Netflix. And it's about a man that befriends an octopus, and it's a documentary. It's insane. It's really good. I, that yeah, weird awful. television you, taste. You will cry if you watch it. I promise. It's, There's no way that an octopus's relationship with a human being is going to bring me to tears. No, I, no. I dare you. you to watch it this week, and we'll talk about it next so, week. So, okay, let me. I, I have no compassion for if the octopus dies, I'm not going to feel bad. So, if that's what you're leading with, this, you know, it's an octopus. You should watch it at so, any rate. So, okay, so would you would you say you or you or your wife, Chrissy, have you 
changed your views at all on COVID, how to approach it, how to deal with it, the protocols that are out there that different yeah, different organizations sure. are pushing? And do you have any, and I would follow that with, do you have any advice for people who are like, I'm kind of scared of this COVID thing. I don't know what to do. You know, um, great question. And I've thought about that quite a bit. I would say that I, two things. One, I I, re, I have a lot of compassion for people that, that get it. Mm-hmm. And I could see how somebody who had a, you know, a, a severe pre-existing condition, especially, you know, something dealing with breathing or whatever, would have a hard time with this. And um, now I'm very encouraged by the national stats. I think that they're great. And that was something I actually looked at like several times when I was at my worst going, like just reminding yourself like, hey, like, you know, most people make it through this, you know, yeah. and Billy would like text me, don't worry, only like 2% die. So don't worry about it. You know, Such I'm a like, good oh, friend. thanks. Like, Such a good friend. like, wait a week before you ask me about this. You know, I listen, I'm a giver. What can I say? Yeah. And I did appreciate the text. I appreciate you checking in. There was only a couple people that did that. So thank you. I checked in like Chris every, every did. day almost at one point. And then I was like, oh, Lucas is dying. I think I so sent you a note again. once that I helped you. Were you okay. probably did. I was I in delirium for fever. Well, delirium. I, also, I mean, you just kept complaining about your joint pain and I was yeah. like, all right, Lucas. Well, you should have wore your mask better. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, okay, so yeah, I, I would views. say my position has, and you know, I I don't want to totally speak for Chrissy, but you know, Chrissy's attitude is like, okay, I've had it, so now I definitely shouldn't have to wear a mask, right? You know, because I've already had it, and the stats are you know overwhelming that you know there is at least tremendous protection for three to six months that we know of uh, for people that have had it. Um, I think that I'm still a big fan of it should be people's choice. Yeah. And again, if, if but you have the prerogative to say to somebody around you, hey, would you mind wearing a mask if you have a condition or to choose to not be around them? You know, and so, um, you know, we do you know, I've, I've done since being back, we've done multiple film sets and these sorts of things. And I'm aware that although I don't have, you know, like this chronic cough, I still have a cough every now and then. And so I'm more aware of like the perception of that and having you know, I'm pretty open with people. Hey, you know, I, I was down for a little bit or whatever. I had this. And so I've not like totally hit it. Um, but uh, I haven't Facebook came out yet. So this will this is my public. This is my can public I, statement here. Can I ask you a question? So I had a moment where I became one of the angry. I wasn't angry. I was annoyed. like a Karen a little, but I didn't say anything. I didn't I didn't say anything. We went we took the kids for the first time. So we have not taken our kids into a store since March. Right. Right. So for the first time, we took our kids to a store. We drove a half an hour away and we went to Rockland County, which is another county. So we're in the store and there's just this obnoxious woman walking around everywhere with a mask down on her chin. The store was pretty packed with people. Right. So we were already kind of a little uncomfortable about that. But with the kids, because the kids are all over the place, like they're, they want to look at things. They have their masks on. We're, we're doing what we should be doing. And this woman is walking around and it, and it did annoy me. And I understand that you have the freedom to not wear it, but it is frustrating to watch every other human being. And then we come home and that county in the exact area we're in is having a massive spike right now. But what if she didn't have it? And, well, I'm sure she didn't have it. Right. right. But, so then but why the does she need to wear the mask? I mean, look, the the thing and I, I, understand, I think you should wear a mask in a store. That's the rule, right? right. I, yeah, think the store, I, I think, I think the, the store should decide that, yes. you know, right. I think and they that, had decided it. She just yeah. decided to be. Yeah. So if that's a store policy right. and you're choosing to go in that store, then I then think you should the follow that policy. I'm not for I, I, I honestly got like this for one time 
I was in, um, I was in a box store and they had the no, you know, this was early on where it was kind of like selected between places and now it's sort of countywide for us here. But they, they were like being like, you have to have your mask on and they wouldn't like, let me go to the register without a mask on. And I was kind of like, look, man, I, I, you know, and it was just, it was, I, I was about became like a Karen for the sake of no mask. And, and then I kind of had, and I think I actually talked about this on the church boys, but I had this like repentant moment of going, look, this is their store. And if they want to decide that, then they're free to do that. And I'm not, I was in the wrong by taking that position. Now I can think it's a stupid idea. I can not support them. I can go to a different store, but, um, and that's kind of just the approach that I've taken. So I'm still a big fan of people having freedom. There's Mm -hmm. certain places where I think that it should just be required like nursing homes, if you're going to allow people in or doctor's offices or these sorts of things that are that, you know, make more sense that it's highly, you know, uh, uh, there's more contact or whatever. Um, but, you know, the, 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 they're now saying that they don't really even count it an exposure unless you're next to somebody within six feet of them for 15 minutes. Yeah. And so, you know, that is that is it 10 but, now. But how does that square with no, you can cough right. and it can stay in the air for three for three to six hours, right? This is know. again it's the lack the of insanity. consistency, right? That's and that's yeah, the thing that drives all that's three what of us makes crazy. It a little crazy right. when and you're. I don't to, buy that. I yeah. don't believe that. I there's here's the thing. I think some people maybe they don't spread it. Others do. There are super spreaders. We know this, but like far too many people have fallen ill with this for it to be something that you need to be 15 minutes next to somebody. I mean, I just think that's that's crazy to me, but. I could see how somebody would Karen on a person like this woman mm-hmm. when everybody in the store is following the rules. Now I wouldn't do that, right? But she thinks but she doesn't. Andrea need to. would. <laughs> um, you know, my, my wife is strange because she will find there are there are things that set my wife off that would surprise you, and then there are things that don't. So she was not annoyed by this woman at all. Oh. I was annoyed by the woman, and I'm like mainly because I'm like the rest of us are doing this. And then Andrea was and annoyed by you being annoyed. That's what she was. I didn't up. even bring it up until after. I was like, you see that woman over there, you know, like it's because it's annoying. Why is it on your chin? Why are you even yeah, wearing it? Right. What is no, the point? To because pretend? they're wearing it there. And if somebody starts giving them a hard time, they're going to pull it up, but they don't want to. And so but it's it's actually like the worst hotspot potentially, which yeah. is crazy. Like and yeah, and, and I, and I, I told you guys before, I feel like our area has spiked a little bit, you know, here. I mean, we've heard of more people having yep. it. And I mean, to some degree, like I feel like, you know, and again, I'd like to be another week or two down the road with kind of getting past. Some Go of ahead, Lucas. Say, Go ahead. I Go feel ahead, like say. I won the Super Bowl now that I'm through it. You better stop yourself. <laughs> you know, and, and again, it's you have all those concerns, all those sorts of things. But there is sort of this relief of like, oh, OK, like now, you know, like I don't have to think about the same way. Now, I'm still I will say this. I'm still washing my hands. I'm still being aware because other people, you know, I have other family members and those things. And, you know, even if you're not, you know, in a position where you can get it, you could still carry something home or whatever, you know, in that sense. And so, but um, I would say that our general position has not changed. Uh, I'm much more sympathetic probably to somebody who has it Mm -hmm. after going through it and going, hey, you know, that's really not that much fun and we should try to avoid it. But at the same time, I think that most people are probably going to end up getting it. It's just how long that's going to take. And so, you know, um, I think that uh, I, I just don't think we can stop it completely from spreading. Right, Other countries enough. have, though, which uh, is the miraculous thing. Well, about allegedly, this. that's if you, that's if you buy no. their testing numbers and if you buy the listen, we're testing more than anybody per per capita. And and My I think we're the only ones not have gone and we're the only the ones test. telling the truth. 
Yeah, she wouldn't even have thought about it. She just thought it was allergies. You know, she had a fever for three days. She just like sure. Just I mean, it just it just wasn't like she's not programmed to think about sickness. That's just kind of how she wired. And so, uh, you know, and so she's not going to stay down. She's not still whining about it. She's right. probably still got a cough. But you know, I'm taking full advantage of of oh, you sure. know complaining about this at every chance I can well, get. Good for you. Yes. It is, by the way. Hope Hicks was traveling with Trump oh, to, great. and she is positive. So she was with him. Um, actually, COVID, Trump's handling of COVID is still one of the things that would hold me back from voting for him. Still, I actually think it was so egregious and terrible, which is what, a topic so, for another gosh. day. And we, you need to explain that sometime because I'm not exactly sure what he was supposed to do. I mean, and that's um, me, that's not that's me hold not massive a, rallies. We could start there. Um, but we haven't had evidence of them being super spreader events yet. But that's, there, that's there, is, there have been news reports there, about this. There have, been some the pe- there have been some people who have caught it there, but not as super spreader events as predicted. Just we as they cannot, just as though they predicted that schools were going to be super spreader gonna, places, and actually as, the numbers are down from where they expected them to be. As Doctor McGregor, I would tend to agree with Chris. <laughs> of on this course one. you would, but if if one person gets it at a rally, it wasn't worth having the rally. That's my view on it. And yeah, but we don't know that they got it at the standard. rally. They don't know they got at it at the rally. The standard, you are the president of the rally. United States. Well, I will say standard. this: this was the thing that we got all the time. Is people would go, "Where did you get it? Where did you? Get it? <laughs> yeah, you could say, Chrissy." Guys, and I'm going, on, it's think, an invisible uh, can we just, like, wait. entity. Mm-hmm. But that, like, you guys think it's appropriate for the president of the United States, who can't bring himself to wear a mask but two times in public, to hold massive rallies in the middle of a pandemic. There is no way. You two are intelligent. There is no way you believe that that is an okay it, thing. I don't, the, I don't, the left does not care I don't, I don't that care. there is a virus out there. The left is not stopping you know, Antifa rallies. The I left would trust is not Joe. I would trust the left to potentially handle it better than Trump did. That's the point. Oh that I'm my at. gosh! See, that's because you live in New York and you've become a no, liberal. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not a liberal position. The, pres- no, the president not. has not. not done a good job on COVID, and most Americans agree with that. That's not. This is not a left-right position. The the position of Trump did a good job on COVID. Three people believe that Trump and you two apparently. But no, no, I don't. I'm not saying he did a good job. Here's the here's the problem. People like you say he did a bad job on this side, uh, on the. But then you got people like Steve Dace who say he did a bad job because he didn't come out and squash all these other yeah. attempts to shut things down. I think his mistake so, was shutting stuff down. So there, you know, we lost there are plenty. 30, we lost plenty of thirty-two thousand people, people in my state, and so I'm glad my state shut down in the beginning. Well, so when you guys lose thirty-two thousand people, your governor and your mayor 11, are responsible 11, for that. No, no, no. Eleven thousand people at <laughs> They're most not? nursing homes. Eleven thousand people. It's horrific. But you have there are. Two thirds of the people did not die in nursing homes, and so you have to address that. This state had to address that, and it was—they didn't know how to treat it. What are the, what are the it flu, early on? What are the flu death stats in your? In your, are we going to we're going to see flu death stats from anybody? Or are they going to just all be wrapped up into other things? Well, do you we think, we'll, do you think we'll ever stats. see? Fr- are we? Flu are we stats? arguing that thirty-two thousand people didn't die of COVID? Because I know people. No, who I'm died. just. I'm just. This I'm argument just, right no, now. I'm just trying to make you mad. That does make me mad because I, I think that it's. I, I, think I am curious. I will be. I will be curious to see. I will be curious to see if when this when we're all through this and we go back and look at stats and we look to see. Okay, every year there is sixty thousand flu deaths. Oh wait a second, twenty twenty there was there was only ten thousand flu deaths. No, you know, no, you know twenty twenty I mean? had the worst flu. Twenty twenty has flu stats that are worse than other years. No, what I mean, I'm, I'm, we I'm, have those but, but stats. That was, but no, that's from from the beginning of the from from January to, sure. to March. I'm talking about during the span. I don't just mean twenty twenty. I mean during the span of COVID. Did, will will the number of flu deaths 
track it's the same? Will they dip at the same time that they always dipped? Will they rise at the same time and be at well, the we're same wearing rate? Masks, as, so I would hope they or would, but. the masks we know don't stop the flu because that's why they've never had us wear masks to fight the flu ever. Well, no, masks ever. do stop the flu. No, they've never. But we just if masks stopped the flu, they would have been telling us for why years do doctors to wear, them. wear masks. I mean, this entire okay, the Earth is flat. I, you not know, just, I can't. but not just for the flu. I can't. They, 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 there's other gribblies. But, right, anyway. but masks masks are protecting people. I know we don't think they are, but they are. They're protecting and their emotions. No, they're protect, They're not protecting. But here's the here's here's what we've been told constantly about the masks. Outside of N95, the yep. masks don't help the wearer. We they have protect, not been told they protect that. The, you have been. They told have that. told us that over and over. The CDC has said that, that repeatedly. Don't, there are studies repeatedly. that show that people are wearing repeatedly. masks. Repeatedly, repeatedly, that you are protected. I don't know. There's conflicting information, but there is plenty of information to back up. The CDC has repeatedly said, repeatedly. New York beat it by wearing masks and being socially distant. We all did it because we lost 32,000 people. We decided to do it. And it is possible to do if you actually do those two things. We're not losing those people anymore. We Our cases are way down because we've done that. We did nothing else. That We shut things down. We stayed distant. And we put masks on. Well, one you of you has COVID, you, and you the stay, other one has a population distant, of two, and you, won't get it. Listen, if you if you stay distant, why do you need a mask? Be, because what? What do you mean? Because if, if you, you stay, stay distant, in the air, we know all these things. I, just, this I is feel crazy. like I'm in distant. the debate right now. I just I listen. Think I, and here's, I feel and here's like Chris why. Wallace, here's here's why. I'm not. I'm not anti-mask. I'm not anti-mask. I just it's part of this job I have right here. This job right here. I am required by the state of Washington to take a safe to take a to take a safe schools. Uh, class and I took it yesterday and one of the th one of the sessions was on COVID and they said you have to be six feet away. This is from the, the state is of Washington. The one where they used you as a CPR dog? No, that was that was a different class. Okay. They said I mean I'm not keep six I'm feet not apart. Mad. I just and, think and they crazy. said the grib they said the gribblies don't travel more than six feet. They said that in the video I watched yesterday for my class. They, that's what because they told their, us. Their information is not consistent, but but masks. So then, why are you buying? Why be, the why do you masks why have consistently why been default? used since the history of time? You hello, this masks are not new. They have been used by medical professionals to stop other illnesses, and the fact that we talk about them as though but that doesn't mean that they were stopping phenomenon. a SARS. Do you type? see yourself? Let me ask this. Let me. Do you see yourself, Billy, continuing to wear a mask indefinitely right now? Like, are, is this the new for kind of China? For now, we will have to do it until until this is under control more. Yeah, I mean, I don't until we are not required to do it. We'll if do you it. got I mean, COVID and recovered from it, which I'm sure you would. Would you still want to wear one? Would you still wear a mask? Absolutely, because I, I until I know for certain, you know, that we have immunity for three to six months and all these other things, I absolutely would. Yeah. Why would I why would I want to risk getting it again? In what why, in would our... you want good? Well, I mean, would you want to get it again? I, I feel like we've started a whole other podcast. I'm not, I'm not, the... I'm, I, I'm not anti mask, but is there are, are there environments the... where, are there... You don't think they work there... though? I no, I question whether it's not that I don't I think don't they work. Think I think that there's I think there's a them. plenty of discussion out there and I think there's plenty of debates to be had about the effectiveness of masks and more appropriately, and I think this is where we all stand, on the logic and consistency of all of our COVID protocols, including well, I agree masks. I'm part two of that. But and how the do you think New York of the mask wearers? But you know, how like did New York wearing... stop by separating? By not getting on the friggin' subway. But plenty of people were still going to stores. They did not stop going out to places. They shut to down buy all groceries. the rest. The restaurants have been closed until today. That's how.
Well, our restaurants they didn't have go, been open they didn't in Westchester go. for two months, but in, in New York City in New York itself, City, I'm, where the, where the West main Chester, hub of problem was. Keep in, keep in mind, the first outbreak was not in New York City. It was in Westchester. But the biggest outbreak, the biggest outbreak so was in New York are, City. So you were patient zero is basically oh, what you're... No, I'm just saying, God. like, oh, the, Lord, the idea that, that masks true. don't work defies logic because they've worked for every other illness and they're used by doctors, they're so, used in hospitals. Here's the difference. And here's the difference. Ma people don't know how to wear a mask or Agreed. they're wearing the same mask every day. You know, how many people are just carrying that mask around with them in their pocket or sitting on their dashboard of their car? And that thing is filthy. You know, when well, you're we wearing this our, in a hospital setting, well, you are an exception. Our kids have to wear but, them every but, day. So we but did you, their okay, Saturday. so I understand. So the, the doctors the doctors wear them regularly in the hospital, and I, I understand and, that. And they take but they don't work, so I, why but, do but, they? No, but ask me. But they, they mainly wear them in surgery, not floating around the hospital. They, that's, that's To be true, because I've spent plenty of times in hospitals, the doctors are not walking around the hospitals wearing the masks. Prevent They're wearing them in surgery and, because they don't well, want to get their gri no, they don't the get their griblies. Right. They don't want to get their griblies onto the sensitive people, not the other way around. The other thing is when I've got when I've taken my kids to clinics, including walk-in clinics, none of the doctors wore masks. Why? Because they don't. They're to, apparently they didn't think they were effective, including in these places That's that are not my, that are littered with griblies. Where I go, they wear them. Where East I, Coast. If I go to an urgent I listen, care, they're wearing masks. I've been to I have them. been to urgent cares and hospitals and walk-in clinics on the East Coast and the West Coast. And I'm telling you, I have never, until now, seen doctors wearing masks in any I of those have, clinics. I have. Other than so if they're going to, going to surgery. Hundreds have, of doctors. I, have you been to a cancer ward? Everybody's wearing masks in because cancer ward. There's different for the parts of hospitals the, where for people the sake wear them. Why would they do that? For because the, they're trying to not. For this, the sake this, of the this cancer. Is worse than the for the sake of the cancer patients. But see. But see. Which, is, which it, makes sense. And which is why none of the patients. When you go to a hospital. Because not, if they the don't same work, reason, why does it make sense? No, they work. Okay, to keep hang it, on. You guys are understanding keep, each other about work, as much. They as work Biden to keep the griblies. They work to keep the griblies. They apparently work to keep the griblies in. Apparently, so, and, the world, and the world is so. And so the so anyway, so the doctors wear them in around the cancer patients because to keep the griblies in. Why aren't the cancer patients and why aren't the patients in hospitals generally wearing masks? You don't because see cancer patients wearing because masks? They, Where are you seeing these people walking around maskless with... Oh, my God. No, I'm talking in the hospital when they're laying there in the okay. bed. I Listen, right? I believe masks work. I think we've seen them work in this country. I don't want anybody else to get COVID. I also don't listen, want to lose my freedoms. And I think you can find a balance in that mask, perspective. If masks work... Wear that them. Very I 100%. Well. If masks work, wear them. What I don't understand is the lack of logic in the policies and in the in the protocols, and it, and and the fact that there's research from both sides saying masks work, masks don't work. The CDC can't get their story straight on whether or not masks work. Do masks? Should we wear masks? Six months ago, they said no. Now, th three months well, ago, we they, said, they said three, no. Though, but three, they, they, three months ago, then they started saying we're going to have mandates and everybody has to wear them. Well, I don't want. I don't care if I get COVID. It's not about protecting you from getting COVID. It's protecting other people. This, and like, now they're saying now. that the masks are going to okay, save you from COVID. It has needs changed. To end, but I need to clarify it has one changed, thing. Has changed. Dr. Okay, Fauci, you have two minutes. All right. No, I don't even need two minutes. Dr. Fauci, we know why they said don't wear the masks. The irony of their reason for saying don't wear the masks actually proves the point that we're making, which is that they wanted to make sure that hospitals and medical personnel had them. And so they lied to the American people, said they were not effective so that they could retain enough for medical professionals who needed them because masks were. Right. So they, they said, then, but, but they that then is, changed okay, their mind. In the fact, motive, said, forget Mary, lie. forget, forget motive, forget motive. They said 
CDC, the experts that we're supposed to listen to now, when we were told to listen to them six months ago, the CD said they don't work. Okay. Regardless of motive, CD say right. the one, the people you want me to listen to today said six months ago, they don't work. We wanted us to listen to the CDC six months ago, three months ago, when states started employing mandatory masks statewide, even if you're outside, they said, no, we want you to wear them and we're mandating them because they protect, they don't protect the wearer. They protect the people around the wearer in case the wearer has, has the griblies. Right. Okay. And now they have mm -hmm. changed that. Now the CDC is saying something else. The CDC director comes out and says that this mask will save me and it's more effective than a vaccine. That's what pisses me off. But anybody who can't... has a brain and paid attention to any other issue. Who am I supposed to listen to? Man, Do you want but, me to listen to the CDC oh, the, six months ago, three I, months ago or today? What did the CDC before this? What did the CDC before this since the beginning of the CDC? Masks have always been talked no, about. They were talked that's about not in the true. last the last outbreak that unfolded, the last issue that we faced, they talked about masks. The, the this is the last coronavirus that that wasn't COVID nineteen. Masks were recommended. This is not a new thing. No, that's so but that's anybody, not, my but mom that's called not me who's worked at a doctor's coronavirus office her entire is just a, life. common cold the common cold just as bad as the debate. After you criticize people about interrupting I'm not each president. other on the debate. The, well, common cold names a, yet. the common cold is a coronavirus, and we've never an once been told. He's doing a lot of all, he's do, everything he's say, no, saying I'm, is to undermine masks. You realize? I, this. Do you think he's it, saying this just to get you think you riled maybe up? I'm, or I'm, not even bear. I'm actually entertained. So the, the, the other thing, nobody but else what is. pisses what pisses me off is that these guys are the experts, and we're told but the, listen to them, listen to them. This even when their stories change, every even when they have massive when they do pay no attention to the man behind the curtain when they do one eighties. We're supposed to listen to them and give them just as much gravitas as the time they did before no, they flipped the 180. It's common sense that masks work. I mean, it's then common why sense. Did I look, then why was I told to listen to them? Why was I told to listen to them? Why was I told to listen to them six months ago? And they did a 180, and they told us then told again, listen I to them, Washington and then they flipped State again. Mandates masks forever. You think she's done in the bathroom? All right, I gotta go. All right. <laughs> again. If masks work, wear them. Just make a freaking consistent policy. Make a policy that makes sense. Don't tell me I that when I'm don't, don't tell me that when, don't tell me that when I'm standing than... up there there are gribblies that I have to be aware of. But when talking. I sit if down you at the, the word restaurant, gribbly one more time, I'm never returning to this show. That's all. Gribbly, gribbly, gribbly. The Church Boys. And here comes the train that he tried to make sure it didn't continue to run. No, that's the commuter. All right. No, that's what. But folks, look. Good morning. Sunday morning. 